0: Hello everyone and welcome back to The ReLove Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Essie Spencer. I'm an author, a coach, and I help brilliant magical women to create love. And in this podcast I answer listener questions. Today I'll be diving into an awesome listener question with a woman who wanted me to speak into the topic of when it is too hot too soon. So... In this episode, I'm going to be diving into spotting and navigating love bombs. And I'm sure if you are dating in the current moment, you have experienced this yourself, or you might have heard about this narcissistic love bombing, where somebody comes into your world, makes you feel like a million dollars, and then unfortunately, once you are hooked, you're in for a ride of dysregulation, or you are going to be in a, a situation where essentially you are food supply you know, metaphorical food supply. You're basically giving your heart, your time, your love, your energy, your resources to somebody who is at the very least not a viable contender for an equal partner, right? And most of the women that I work with are dating in a pretty unfulfilling way. And what it is that they really want is to have that life partnership. So they're really wanting to call in that next level soul relationship. They want to create a family with someone. They want to create a life with someone. They want to put down roots. And the partner selection process is at absolutely critical and your heart your energy your love your care your hope your optimism these are really precious resources and you do not have time to squander that right on somebody who is simply not going to be someone that you can create that dream with and the problem is you know if you don't have a healthy filtration system or you don't have a system to be able to go through a process a partner selection you know, the risk is obviously you waste your time, you waste your resources. But the more that you have that experience, and I work with women who have often been on the roundabout of that experience, they have it over and over, then ultimately, the more cynical you become about love. So firstly, if someone comes in really hot and heavy, if someone is trying to turn the re-love wheel with you, and here I'm referring to real love. Wheel number two, which is all about how to go from dating to relationships. You can go and check out my website. It's ezzy.love. And I do have a picture of the two wheels. Wheel one being all about self-love. Wheel two being about all of the stages in terms of going from dating to relationship. So, when I talk about turning the wheel of love here, I'm referring to wheel two. So, if you're with someone or you're dating someone or you encounter someone who's like really eager to spin that wheel with you, wheel number two, and get you into an exclusive committed relationship, which is what we call the secret garden, the garden within the the garden in in terms of the re-love vernacular, then what you're going to want to be paying attention to in addition to your body signs are a few of these things. Firstly, what are they sharing about themselves? And this one can seem a little counterintuitive, right? Because we often think that encountering someone who is a little narcissistic or if we're encountering someone who is going to, you know, really be in for themselves, you're going to think that's going to be someone who's like pretty egocentric, right? Like that's someone who's going to primarily be interested in themselves. And so we think, oh yeah, we'll easily spot that person because they're going to be speaking about themselves all of the time. However, the thing is, narcissists are not dumb. Like narcissists are actually extremely good at learning how to secure the food supply that they need um, and that they want. And they know that the best way to do that is to actually make it all about you in the beginning, right? And so what it is that they will do, they'll ask you lots of questions, they'll figure out what it is that makes you tick, you know, they'll make you feel like you are a million dollars. They will shine the spotlight on you. They will seem like they are really understanding you in a way that no one else ever has. It's going to feel like a really deep karmic soul bond. You know, you'll probably talk about it in that way. What it is that they're doing is that they're reading you. They're reading you to figure out what it is that motivates you, what makes you tick and ultimately what your vulnerabilities are, right? Because once they know all of that, then they can hook you in through those vulnerabilities, which often times you're dishing out all that stuff about yourself we're so used to people just being so in their heads and wrapped up in themselves and all of the things so when someone really shows up and takes what we can perceive as a genuine interest in us like that could be really confusing right you know and it can also be really compelling and when someone's holding that space and wanting us to reveal ourselves like we can usually like comply with that pretty easily you know really fully clocking what it is that is motivating them to be all about us with that time Uh, so so this is a really good one to look out for is it all about you are they making it all about you what are they sharing about themselves? You know, when you try to turn the conversation back to them, do they allow for that reciprocal flow? Are they meeting you in terms of the the depth of what it is that they're um, bringing to the table about, you know, themselves and their inner world and their thoughts and experiences and, you know, their their past patterns as well, which leads me on to the next point, which is, The second thing to look out for, if someone is moving very, very quickly, be really attentive to what their track record is in terms of relationships, right? So some people are going to construct a completely fake identity, uh, but a lot of people uh, are just not going to be that sophisticated, right? They might just be telling you things about their past and you might be able to piece together, that this is someone who has not had a pattern of healthy relationships. And look, you know, just because a relationship is healthy doesn't mean that it needs to go forever. Life happens, people grow and evolve, and there are all kinds of reasons why even a healthy relationship might end, right? So just because someone hasn't uh, stayed in a re- one long-term relationship forever doesn't indicate that they're a problematic person. But if someone is always having very short-lived relationships, Relationship, that's something just to pay attention to. Pay attention to the way that someone is speaking about their past partners and how they're speaking about their loved ones, so their close family members, their mother, their father, their siblings. Just pay attention to the types of patterns that are coming up as they're speaking about people that they've been really close to in an intimate or a familial way in the past. Because what you'll find if somebody is really spinning the wheel too fast and it's going to crash. Um, then what it is that you'll find is that there are going to be clues in the way that they speak about people who are meaningful for them in their life. For example, they've probably had other big relationships crash with some frequency, in the past. Maybe slow things down a little bit so that you can collect more information about that person. See how they show up in different seasons of their life. See what happens when you do something and they're not that happy about that. How do they respond to you? And definitely try to slow down the wheel spin. See whether someone's going to be able to maintain their interest if the wheel is not spinning madly, yeah? And so this comes to the third point, which is are they listening To you? Are they responsive? What happens if you do try to set a boundary or if you try to slow down the pace? What happens when you try to take a little bit of the heat out of the situation? Not because we don't want passion, you know, that can be amazing, you know, but what happens, for example, if you don't meet them in more of that, you know, sexual intense energy, but you have a more uh, platonic conversation with them, for example? Can they meet you there? Do they get upset if you try to slow things down? Do they get annoyed at you if you set a boundary? Do they disregard your boundary? Are you getting text after text after text from them? Are they being quite compulsive? Are they allowing you space to reply? And trust yourself above all else. Trust your instincts. Trust your body. Make sure that you aren't just thinking about the person and going into fantasy and future projecting and allowing yourself to literally be swept off your feet. Make sure that you're staying grounded in your body. Really paying attention to how you are feeling. Are you continuing to feel like expansive and relaxed and alive and comfortable and grounded and secure inside of yourself as you continue to interact with this person over multiple touch points, right? Or do you get really into it? And do you feel a million dollars for the first few days or when they text you, for example, or when they show up and really put you in the headlights of their attention? And then do you notice that you have a little bit of a withdrawal afterwards? Do you notice that you start to become anxious when they haven't texted you for a couple of hours do you notice that then you start to feel just a little bit off you know the day after you saw them do you notice that maybe your gut is doing weird things these are the types of things that you want to be looking for as you turn the lens back to yourself rather than just going out and focusing on their behavior But to summarise, you know, the two things work really nicely together, focusing on yourself as well as looking at the signs. And those three things, are, are they making it all about you? Are they sharing about themselves? Or is there a reciprocal flow? Or what happens when you ask a question back for them? Are they going to share with the same level of depth and generosity and vulnerability that you are? And reciprocity is really the green light that you're looking for here. The second one is paying attention to their pattern. What is their track record like in their relationships? What are their relationships like with the people that they've had intimacy with in the past or their family members? How do they speak about their mum? you know? And that can be an opportunity for you to go a little bit deeper, <laughs> not to throw people into the bin because they've had challenging relationships in the past or because their parents weren't great or whatever. You know, the invitation is to explore, like slow it down a little bit. Take the take the pot off the boil while you get to know someone more in multiple seasons of their life and just see how they show up with you when they're not necessarily pleased with you. Does the mask start to slip at that? Point, and you start to see someone else, um, and do you start to say, Become their mother in the stories do they start to show up to you in that way? So looking at their patterns, looking at their track records, as well as looking at your own by the way, didn't say this before, but it's actually a good one to pay attention to if you have a track record of being a little vulnerable to being hooked or being manipulated, if you're susceptible to this, then I would definitely be looking at your own track record too. And then the third thing is, what happens if you set a boundary with them? What happens if you don't respond to compulsive text? What happens if you try to slow it down? What happens if you try to introduce a different pace or just a pace that actually feels better for you? How do they respond to that? Do they listen to you? Are they responsive? Do they take that on board? Are you able to set a rhythm or set a speed that feels right For the two of you. So that is my set of tips around spotting and navigating the love bombs and some of the indicators that it may be too hot too soon. And ultimately, it's about coming back to yourself. This is exactly what we do in the Relove course. It is a methodical step-by-step curriculum to support you to cross that metaphorical moat and to come into a rich garden where you're going to be spoiled for choice. We want you to feel in your body what it feels like to be cherished, to be supported, to experience devotion. And so the one-on-one work that I do is oftentimes around surfacing and releasing any unconscious vows. So, you know, if there's something countervailing going on inside of the unconscious mind, that is going to guide the actions that you take in terms of Picking the wrong partner or picking someone who's not actually going to be able to meet you, right, in the way that you deserve to be met and the way that your heart yearns to be met or investing in the types of situations which are going to come off the rails down the track rather than move you closer towards your destination of family and love and relationship. So the Unconscious Vows work is a deep practice that we do in the one-on-one work together with the curriculum, the building of this foundation of self as well as actually getting out there into the dating world (laughs) and putting it all into action and creating the kind of dating app Profile, which is going to be congruent with who you are in your essence, in your core, you know, supporting you to show your magic and then to show up in a way that's going to telegraph that to the world and to be able to dance around that re-love wheel number two. So have fun dating, like enjoy the flirt, the back and forth. And it gets very granular and specific with my clients. And I think you can hear my voice how much I enjoy doing this work. It is really, really fun and it is also possible for people who are really conscious, who are evolved, who are doing the work, who are very sincere in that quest for that next level partnership. There's more of those people out there than ever before. That's what I see in my client practice. I work primarily with women, but not just with women. Love is a core part of the human condition. Just because we have dating apps, that core element or desire of the human condition has not gone away. In fact, to the contrary, so many people have had spiritual awakenings and have done the deeper work over particularly the last three years of the pandemic. But what we need to do is to take down those inner barriers, those blocks, those protection mechanisms. What we need to do is stay really grounded in ourselves and in our self-worth. And we also need to learn dating skills for the modern moment. It is actually so easy to speak dating app when you learn how to speak dating app. It is actually incredibly easy to spot these things and to filter uh, when you have a system that you're working with. And that's what the Relove Experience is all about. Understand where your blind spots might be, and then a system that's actually going to get you to the result that you want. It's just a no-brainer in the current moment. It really is. So if you're interested in any of that, reach out to me. Check out the information, esy.love/slash private. There's more information about my one-on-one coaching. That is the way that I am working in the first part of 2023. And if you would like me to address a question that is coming up for you or something that you're wondering about in terms of your own love life, send me a message on Instagram. Bye.